Hey, this is Susie, the Life Coach. Welcome to a podcast to help you learn how to have a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. Learning how to embrace ourselves first is the key that unlocks our full potential. Follow along for weekly tips and strategies curated to help you connect back to your true essence, heal the relationship with yourself, and ultimately live it all better. This is Susie, the Life Coach, and welcome to episode 34 of the Live It All Better podcast. Today's episode is titled, Self-Love is Life's Elixir. I love that. I actually just changed that um, in my profile on my bio and Instagram. I don't know, it just came to me. It really is an elixir. What is the definition of an elixir? Well, it It's defined as a magic tonic or a cure-all. That's how it's defined on Google. How befitting. Self-love is the magic tonic. I often refer to it as the magic ticket. It is a cure-all because it just makes everything flow. It is what allows you to live it all better. Self-love is life's elixir. All good things flow from self-love. And did you know that most insecurity and uncertainty and dissatisfaction in life comes from a lack of self-love? You know, so many of us, because I was one of these people, so many of us claim that we love ourselves. I had a colleague tell me we were having a conversation once and she was kind of down on herself on her appearance and her wrinkles and a little bit of extra weight and someone had said that she was beautiful and she said oh god I'm so not beautiful with my wrinkles and my extra I don't know how many pounds and I have no makeup on And I said to her, I wish you would love yourself more. And she said, oh, I love myself. I'm I'm absolutely fine. I love myself. It's just that I know that my wrinkles are showing and that I have this extra weight. And but it was all in her energy. It was all in how she spoke about herself. And to my point about so many of us claim that we love ourselves, yet we're not cognizant of how we are down on ourselves or the language that we use when we talk about ourselves or the mental programs that we have running in the background that keep us small, whether it's about our appearance or our abilities to um, you know, keep and maintain relationships or succeed in our job or to make the leap to try something new or go after our dreams, whatever it may be. You know, to truly love yourself, it is a daily implication. It is something that you apply yourself to 
daily. It's a decision to hold your overall well-being and happiness in high regard. And that's something that will show up in all the contexts of your life. It will show up in how you care for yourself physically, in how you care for yourself emotionally, and how you care for yourself physically. So you can't claim to love yourself and then bash yourself or engage in toxic behaviors, either emotionally or physically. You can be making progress. You can, you know, maybe take two steps forward, but you may be taking 10 steps back and then kind of like getting down on yourself and not continuing to show up for yourself in that way. But it is embracing all the parts of yourself, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the recognition that you are a human being and that you will never be perfect, but that you are showing yourself grace in all the contexts of your life. So if you are constantly overeating and eating stuff that is bad for you in the name of YOLO or that you want to, you know, enjoy your life and you deserve it and it's a reward, that is not self-love because you are not caring for yourself physically. If you are self-sabotaging by going to bed at one in the morning, two in the morning, three in the morning, every night, and not getting enough rest. I'm cer certainly people have different rhythms, so I'm not claiming that if you go to bed at one in the morning and you're sleeping until, I don't know, you're getting your seven hours of sleep, that, that might be working for you. But if you're burning the candle at both ends and going to bed at two in the morning and getting up at six for work constantly, day in and day out, that is not an act of self-love. You're not taking care of yourself physically. If you are binge drinking alcohol or abusing alcohol on a regular basis, again, in the name of YOLO, I'm enjoying my life, living my best life, you are actually toxifying your body. That is not self-love. If you are um, abandoning yourself in strained conversations, with your partner or in any of your relationships and you are appeasing the other person at the expense of your own needs and your needs are not being met and you're not voicing them, that's not self-love. If you're triggered and you're totally dismissing them and trying to numb that with either drugs or alcohol or food, <laughs> that's not self-love. Self-love is holding your own well-being and happiness in the highest regard in every context of your life. It's making the decision to put you and your wellness first. It's looking at those behaviors and wondering, why am I doing that? Why do I keep doing that? I don't feel good, either physically, emotionally or even spiritually. It's trying to get flow in your life by honoring your wellness, physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness. All good things flow from the decision to love yourself more. 
let's just go through a little checklist of things that improve when you've made that decision to love yourself more and then you are consistently choosing behaviors that align with that decision. Okay? So when you learn how to love yourself, you no longer take things as personally. When people say things to you, you can see beyond their words and know that what they are telling you doesn't resonate with how you feel about yourself. It's not a truth for you. That's just someone projecting something that's, you know, unhealed within them. You know, a misaligned, uncomfortable internal environment on their part. So they are spewing at you in some type of disproportion. Either yelling or, you know, trying to put you down or insult you or whatever it is to make you feel smaller. Suddenly that's not as possible anymore because you don't see yourself that way. Again, that is not a truth for you. So you don't take things nearly as personally as you used to. You don't second guess yourself nearly as much. You don't ask yourself, hmm, maybe they have a point. Do you think they're right? You're standing in your certainty. It's like, absolutely not. Their truth is not my truth. Or their words don't have to penetrate and get me down. Another thing is you become very good at setting boundaries. You no longer abandon yourself that way. You teach people how to treat you by setting those boundaries. You won't let people speak to you in a certain way or make so many demands of you and you always complying with those demands to be liked and to be loved. No, you, you look at what you need to feel strong and whole and you set the boundaries accordingly. And that seems to get easier and easier the more that you are conditioned to holding your own well-being and happiness in the highest regard. You have no guilt when setting a boundary. And that is a glorious, liberating feeling. It comes in an energy of, no, thank you. That's a no for me. And you feeling completely aligned and certain in that boundary. Your self-care is not so much a luxury, but it is part of your everyday existence, right? So many of us are like, I'm going to the spa, self-care. I'm not mocking that, don't get me wrong. But it's, just, it's not just those grand gestures of going to the spa or going on a vacation. Those are all glorious, please don't, don't get me wrong. But the self-care shows up in all kinds of ways. Right, The consistency in your food choices, the consistency in your movement and exercise choices, the consistency in getting enough sleep and reducing screen time and reading things that are fruitful for your mind rather than trashy. This exists in every context of your life. The self-care becomes part of who you are. It's something that you seek out all day, every day, as much as possible. Your compassion for others increases because you have more compassion for yourself. You can meet yourself, your mistakes, 
your shortcomings, your weaknesses with love and compassion. And as a byproduct, you are able to do that for others. Again, when they mess up, when other people mess up, which all humans mess up, you no longer take that personally, but you understand it's part of the human condition because you see that in yourself and you love yourself anyway. Forgiveness for others increases because you are able to forgive yourself. You can look back on your life and see all of the bad decisions that you made, all of the situations that you handled poorly, and you forgive yourself because that's who you were then. You were operating with the emotional and physical resources that you had at the time. You were in survival mode for whatever reason, whatever was unique to your story, and you forgive those versions of yourself. You embrace them. You may even talk to those versions and say, I understand. I get it. I love you. Thank you for trying. I know you did your best. And you integrate those versions back into your heart. And certainly you're able to see that in others. Every human is on their own journey, life journey meeting life's conflict and struggle, journey. Everyone's trying to navigate it as best as they can. You're able to accept other people's shortcomings and weaknesses because you can do that for yourself. You become more gentle with people because you're gentle with yourself. You're less harsh in your reactions you're less harsh in your judgments. You're less critical. You're more inclusive. You're more understanding because you give all of that to yourself. You also meet conflict and struggle differently when you love yourself. You realize that it's part of life and that life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. Self-love self allows you to meet conflict and struggle with a different energy. You see everything as an opportunity for growth. You see everything as a lesson. What can this teach me? What is this here to teach me? Why do I keep revisiting this conflict? Why does this struggle keep appearing? Why am I still here? And a reminder that you can revisit the same conflict and struggle over and over and over and over again. And you can be aware of it and you still haven't dissolved it and healed it all the way and you're still not able to move through it without some type of challenge. You know, that does not mean that you're not healing. Healing is not a linear process. And each time you're confronted with that type of conflict or struggle, you do heal a little bit more. And you have to meet it, I don't know how many times, so that each time you can go a little bit deeper and you can heal it a little bit more until you are finally able to move through it struggle-free with being less and less destabilized each time. 
just a reminder. You know what else? <laughs> when you love yourself more, you are no longer blaming people and situations for your current experience. You just see things differently. Again, it's what is this here to teach me? How can I learn from this? What is the lesson? You become so personally accountable and you really do take ownership over how you experience your life. You recognize that power. You begin to harness that power as you move deeper into your self-love practice. Your friendships and your relationships improve and they change. The more that you learn to love yourself, it seems that the less you are tolerant of surface type relationships because you have gone deeper within yourself and you have met yourself at a deeper level, you kind of seek that out in your relationships as well. You kind of only want to be with people who meet you with that energy. Reciprocal, interested, um, holding of space for you as you do for them. That is also a beautiful consequence of loving yourself more. You also become super uber discerning of how you spend your energy and your time. Because you value yourself so much and you become so choosy and picky of how and with whom you'll spend your time, you're um, I guess more sensitive to the choices that you make so that they truly align with how you want to spend your time. You're less frivolous with your energy and your time. Self-love truly weaves into everything. You know, it just, it's, it's these threads these self-love threads that just weave into every area of your life. And the more that you commit to your self-love practice, the tighter those bonds become in every area of your life. And you become so, con so incredibly certain within your own being. You know, Aaron Dowdy often says, um, being certain in your own frame I love that. You're no longer leaking energy the way you used to. You're, you're self-sabotaging so much less because you have made the decision to hold your own well-being and happiness in the highest regard in every context of your life. So, very quickly, before I end this episode, how can you learn? How can you hold this well-being and happiness in the high in high regard how can you learn to love yourself more what do you need to do to start today well it starts with the decision the decision to say that's enough I, like i'm done i'm done not caring for myself something's got to give and then it starts 
in small increments. The awareness is everything. Once you make the decision and you have kind of like initiated this awareness that you want to care for yourself holistically, it will naturally start to move you in that direction. You can choose one thing. I always say this, try to choose one thing that you're going to commit to for at least 21 days. Something that's, you know, that seems urgent to you. I don't, I don't know what it is for you. You have to go through the roster of your needs to figure out what it is. Is it water consumption? Is it an earlier bedtime? Is it, you know, stopping alcohol? Is it eating clean? Is it moving more? Is it just clearing your space? You know, having a very tidy space, clean space at home? Is it um, being very cognizant of the language that you use? Maybe you want to stop swearing (laughs) or you want to have, um, you know, close to zero judgment of other people when you're moving through the world, whatever it is, figure out what it is that is most important to you. Commit to that and then show up in that commitment. No dilly-dallying and one day on, one day off. No. Show up. As I have said in many other episodes, when you can consistently show up for yourself with this one thing, you start to build trust within yourself. Once you start to build up the trust, you feel more confident. You start to feel more accomplished. You start to see that you can rely on you. You start seeing yourself as number one on your radar of priorities. And one thing becomes two and two things become three and three things become four. And the benefits show up very quickly. You know, even in your, um, let's take the example of drinking water. So you have your water bottle and you fill it up. I'm using that as an easy example. You fill up the water bottle and you... You finish it every single day. You know, after two or three days of that, already you start to feel the benefits. And you commit. You see that that commitment is already bringing, like, positive fruits into fruition, right? You feel less groggy. You, you know, you're you're releasing more toxins when you go pee. You probably are sleeping better. You might actually be eating a little bit less, because you're hydrated and you're not confusing that um, feeling for uh, wanting a snack because you're feeling hydrated, you don't, you won't make that mistake to go and reach for a snack instead, whatever it is. It's actionable. Self-love is actionable. It's not just a decision and then, ah, la, 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 everything is good. No. It's actionable. You make the decision to hold your well-being and happiness in high regard and then choose one thing or two things that you're going to commit to and start. And if you need help, you can reach out. There are therapists, there are coaches, there are friends, there is literature, there are podcasts, there are YouTube videos, there are Instagram accounts. 
books, webinars. I mean, there's such a plethora of support out there for someone that wants to start caring for themselves. So yeah, self-love has this magical power to weave itself into every nook and cranny of your entire life. And once you begin the process, it's very hard to stop it. It is quite addictive. The benefits just spill over into every area of your life. And then life begins to improve and suddenly you begin to live everything all better. It is a magic tonic. It is a cure-all. Self-love is life's elixir. If you haven't embarked on this journey and you haven't established this practice, I invite you to start. It is glorious. It is a beautiful unfolding of you. It is what will allow you to start meeting the highest version of yourself. It is what's going to allow you to connect to your true essence. The spirit part of you that is love. And once you begin to find and nourish that essence within yourself, you will see it in others. You will offer it to others and your energy will serve to invite others to do that and to embark upon that journey. It's just how it be. Keep going. Keep going. As always, here's hoping that you got something from today's podcast that will allow you to live it all better. And I invite you to keep holding your own well-being and happiness in the highest regard. Talk soon. Thank you.